Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, your podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Wednesday, November 15th, 2006. On today's show, we're going to take a little trip to a parade. We're going to learn a little bit about magic, and we're also going to look at the TV ratings. Didn't have anything catchy for that last one, unfortunately. Anyway, so uh, let's uh, start off. I'm going to do... I haven't done reviews in a while, and I'm going to review a few things. So uh, let's start with a music review, then. Uh, The first thing I'm going to talk about is The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. And... Uh, you know, I, I wasn't a, big, a huge fan of uh, My Chemical Romance, and I think part of it might have been a cover of Under Pressure they did a couple of years ago that uh, that I really wasn't into. Um, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But anyway, uh, with this album, they, they truly wear their Queen influence on their sleeve, and uh, it, it is a concept album that is truly worthy of the title concept album. And uh, to be sure, I don't have any... Uh, <laughs> Any doubt that it that, or about any kind of coincidence that this one was also produced by Rob Cavallo, who produced the similarly excellent American Idiot by Green Day a couple of years ago. And this is a guy who really understands the concept album. Now, what this one reminds me of, well, let me put it this way. You take The Wall and A Night at the Opera, give it a little, uh, little metal influence, a little hardcore influence, and you got The Black Parade. Now, I loved American Idiot, but I found this one to be even more listenable, and it's been um, playing on my iPod constantly since I picked it up. you got a whole lot of different influences coming in, and it's just that whole thing I love about melding all these different influences into something, and uh, truly melodic um, and, you know, really catchy songs. And that's that's unusual for a concept album. I find, uh, you know, often uh, when someone does a concept album, it gets a little bogged down in the recurring themes and that kind of thing. Uh, but that doesn't happen in this case. So The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance, uh, I'm, I'm really suggesting that you pick this one up. It's, it's a great album. Uh, next up, a TV review. Watch Three Pounds last night. So you got Stanley Tucci and Mark Furstein uh, playing neurosurgeons. You know, and I loved this show two seasons ago when it was called House. Seriously. Let's, let's go down the list here, okay? Cantankerous, misanthropic, but brilliant doctor played by an excellent actor who has somehow met with little success in movies. Check. You know, Stanley Tucci uh, is a great actor and has done a lot of great stuff. Uh, I first took notice of him uh, in the first season of Murder One about 10 years ago and have seen a number of movies that he's been in. And, and the guy's always great, often the best part of the movie. But for some reason, he's not getting great roles. I mean, the last thing that he kind of saved, well, he was the only good part of it, was Shall We Dance, which I got roped into seeing because, you know, the J-Lo thing. I always avoid them. But I went to see that one, and, and he was truly funny in it. It's just a shame that the rest of the movie around it was crap. And so uh, so for some reason, he just hasn't had the success in movies that he deserves. And, uh, you know, maybe it's because he's not the latest young hot thing. I don't know. But uh, it's just wrong. But anyway, he's found a role as a cantankerous, misanthropic, but brilliant doctor. And, you know... We've seen it. Uh, Hugh Laurie went through the same thing with, you know, crappy movies and, uh, yeah. Okay, so idealistic protege, check. In this case, you got Mark Furstein, who's kind of like an amalgam of uh, of House's little uh, trio of, of diagnosticians. And in this case uh it, you know Verstein is basically the idealistic guy he he wants he wants to to learn the most about it he's a he's a brilliant man but you know he he's got to learn something from the uh the cantankerous guy and of course uh everybody's all saying you know the only thing he's going to be able to teach you is how to be just like him 
goes on to show that maybe that's not such a bad thing because you have bizarre and terrible cases that only House or Hanson, uh, who was played by Stanley Tucci, can solve. Check. So very derivative. Uh, it, it was still pretty good, but you know, it, it's it's really more of the same. And honestly, um, given the choice between this and House, I'll take the real thing. And so that's that. Uh, going on to movie review, The Prestige. Went to see this a couple of weeks ago, and so I realize like I'm like three or four weeks out of step with this. But um, uh, you know, we were looking for something to see, and we thought, okay, let's let's check this out. You know, Christian Bale's usually good. Yeah, yeah, we'll see this. And you know, I was also further buoyed by the fact that uh, that Christopher Nolan directed this, and I've pr- pretty much loved all of his all of his films. So we went to see this, and you know. I had tried to stay away from reviews of the movie, so uh, so and and so as such, I'm going to not give away too much in case you haven't seen it because I really think you should see this. Uh, one of the really key things is they say, you know, make sure you're paying attention right from the beginning because it's all there. And uh, as you know, if you pay attention, the whole thing will make sense to you. If you won't. If you don't, you'll be walking out of it like a lot of people who uh, were walking out of it when we saw it, where they were, you know, confused. And uh, what, the thing we found was not only were we talking about it for about half hour to an hour after the film, but uh, we woke up the next morning. It was like, hey, and you remember this part? And so really, really cool. Um, great performances from Bale and Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman, I can usually take or leave, you know, Um yeah, does he pull off the uh, the full Clint Eastwood thing for uh, for Wolverine? Sure, but yeah, I, I really haven't enjoyed much else that he's done. But uh, this r- really turned me around on him. And of course, you've got the ubiquitous Michael Caine, um, who's fantastic in this. And uh, I also actually enjoyed Scarlett Johansson's performance. And I generally am not a fan of Scarlett Johansson. She really doesn't do it for me. Um, you know, and I think I mentioned a little while back about her laughable performance in uh, in the Black Dahlia. But then the whole movie was laughable, so really, I guess I shouldn't be that surprised, right? But she's really good in this one. Uh, so, you know, this one gets five top hats. Uh, go and see it, and uh, and there's also a very cool David Bowie performance in this. I always love it when Bowie shows up in a movie, and really enjoyed it here. So, so check out the Prestige. Um, okay, let's move on to TV ratings. Uh, first couple of little pieces of TV news. Uh, over the last two weeks, Studio 60 and Friday Night Lights both got full season orders from NBC. The mark of a network in trouble is always that they take some chances. And so I'm really glad that NBC's in trouble right now because uh, they're taking some chances on a couple of great shows. And hopefully these develop to uh, to the point where they are truly worthy of the title great shows. I, I enjoy them both, but that's just me. I, I don't know if the you know the general public is going to. And I hope they don't water it down too much. But uh, but I hope that uh, they allow these things to develop into uh, what, the, what their potential is. So let's talk about um, ratings. And let's look at what, uh, what went down last uh, this past monday on ratings um cbc won the won the crown and uh, a big part of that is is due to uh, csi miami really performing well don't get that at all uh maybe it's because i can't stand uh caruso anymore or or maybe it's the, just the orange filter drives me nuts because everything's under this orange filter anyway um when you look at it, um, CBS uh, had a 9.1 rating and a 14 share, which beat out NBC's 8.2 and 13. Not a whole lot of difference, distance in between there. Uh, Fox came in third with a 5, 5.8 rating and a 9 share, and ABC finished fourth with a 4.9 and an 8 share, and the CW at the bottom with 1.9 and a 3. And they don't really have a whole lot on on, 
on uh, Monday nights anyway. Um, NBC had the number one spot amongst adults 18 to 49 with a 5.1 rating, and CBS had a 4.6. And this is the key demographic, so uh, it's quite interesting how this went down. Um, so the 8, 8 p.m. hour, Deal or No Deal, followed by Prison Break, followed by CBS's How I Met Your Mother and The Class, and then ABC had um, fourth place with Wife Swap. Uh, at nine o'clock, it was um, two and a half men and old Christine taking the lead amongst uh, households. But Heroes led the hour in total viewers with an eight point eight and a thirteen share. And, um, and and Heroes was really great this past Monday. I'm really loving that show, and it's just getting better and better. And uh, looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Finally, at um, at the ten p.m. hour, CSI Miami had a twelve point two and a twenty. I mean, that's huge. Um, 12.2 million people watched uh, a show that's been around for like four or five years. Uh, Studio 60 came in second with a 5.0 and an 8 share for NBC, which is up from what it's been, and it topped What About Brian because a few weeks ago, as I said, um, you know, this show was getting beaten by What About Brian, and you know you're in trouble when. Um, what About Brian came in with a 4.1 and a 7 share. So that's kind of the, uh, the, the, the quick results from this past Monday. Um, looking at the uh, weekly ratings from last week, uh, the top five, you had CSI at number five, Grey's Anatomy at number four, Four, Dancing with the Stars results show at number three, Desperate Housewives at number two, and Dancing with the Stars number one. So you see why everyone's, again, clamoring for more reality-type programming because, yeah, that's uh, that just seems to be the way it's happening. Um, so let's uh, let's move on to a bit of a movie preview. Uh, of course, we are heading into the holidays, and this is the big season for movies, especially for Oscar contenders and the like. So let's do the movie preview. Okay, so we will start with November, and if I run out of time, then I'll just uh, continue this on the next show. So uh, we're starting off uh, November 21st. We've got the History Boys coming out, Rachel Griffiths and Samuel Barnett. And this is a, a Tony-winning play by Alan Bennett, who also adapted this version of it. It's about an eight, early 80s British boys prep school. Uh, next one up, uh, 11.22, so November 22nd, uh, backstage, a French teen latches onto a pop star and refuses to let go. Uh, then, of course, that week we've also got the uh, the big Hollywood picks starting as well. And that the first one is Deck the Halls. Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito and Kristen Davis. Uh, basically, it's the age-old argument. Who gets the brightest Christmas lights? Hey, speaking of that, just for a second, we were walking around the corner to vote the other day, and someone had their Christmas lights on already. December 1st, people. December 1st. Please, a little civilization. Uh, next up, uh, Deja Vu. Uh, this is uh, Denzel Washington, uh, directed by Tony Scott. Uh, this film also stars Jim Cavazil and uh, Paula Patton. And so basically he plays... Um, an agent who sort of gets into this whole time travel thing. Commercial looks really cool, um, so or the trailer looks really cool, but they always do. Uh, but you know what? Last time Denzel and Tony Scott worked together was Crimson Tide. I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, next up, uh, ever since the world ended, Aubrey Ankrum and uh, Christine Canavo. Uh, Canavo? Uh, I don't know. Anyway. We're looking at uh, post-apocalyptic plague survivors in a sci-fi-tinged faux documentary. Yeah. <laughs> That's selling you, isn't it? Uh, also that week, and this is a big one, Darren, Darren Aronofsky's uh, uh, version of The Fountain comes out. And this is with Hugh Jackman and Rachel Weisz. And uh, 
it's a pretty big undertaking, and uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how seeing how he pulls this one off because it's basically we're talking a love story that that travels through time, and things that travel through time always pretty much have me. Also, Tenacious D and the Pick of, De- of Destiny. Now, I'm not usually a fan of Jack Black, but I'll tell you this much: I dig Jack Black when he's in a movie that involves music, High Fidelity, School of Rock. So I'll be there for uh, for the Pick of Destiny, and uh, it makes me think a lot about um, the song Tribute, and uh, and kind of kind of seems along those lines. So you got uh, you got Jack Black and Kyle Gass uh, going after. Um, a mystical guitar pick, and they're going to battle the devil, Sasquatch, and Ben Stiller. Um, December 1st, the following week, we have The Nativity Story, starring Keisha Castle-Hughes, who uh, was up for an Oscar for Whale Rider a few years back. Uh, so this one looks pretty cool. Um, you know, basically, it's The Nativity Story. I mean, what... You don't need to me to go your synopsis on that one, do you? Uh, off the Black, Nick Nolte and Tim- Timothy Hutton. Um, Nolte plays a high school uh, umpire who is terminally ill, and he gets this uh, unruly teen to uh, poses his son at his 40th high school reunion. Uh, ten items or less, Morgan Freeman and Paz Vega. Um, Basically, uh, you got a method actor. You know, this 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 is kind of an age old age old story, right? You got um, an actor who is going to research a part, much like um, what was it, The Hard Way, with uh, James Woods and Michael J. Fox. Uh, in this case, he's researching a role as as a supermarket manager. We also have Turistas, uh, Josh Duhamel from Las Vegas, and Melissa George, who was in Alias a couple of years back. And this is a horror movie uh, about a, uh, a psychopath uh, who's hunting for tourists uh, in the Brazilian jungle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, National Lampoon's Van Wilder, The Rise of Taj. And uh, you may remember from the first Van Wilder, Cal Penn, uh, who we've seen in a lot of stuff since, including... Um, uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, and he was also had a brief role in uh, Superman Returns. And so he takes his act to Oxford, and cultural humor abounds. Uh, December 8th, and this one's going to be interesting, Apocalypto. Yeah, I, 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 I got to see this. Um, you know, I wasn't a big fan of uh, Passion of the Christ, but, uh, but I'm going to definitely check out uh, what Gibson's got going on uh, here. This is talking a lot about the ancient Mayans, and I'm definitely interested in hearing that story. So uh, we'll definitely see how that one goes. Anyway, there's a whole lot more movies coming out in December, but I'm totally out of time, so I'm going to get to those in the next episode. So that is all the time we have for today. Comments, as always, are welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, to record an audio comment and send it to us. I'd love to play it. Have a great week.